I'm Micah Boyette, and you're listening to The Slow Way, a podcast about the quiet goodness of pursuing a sacred love that transforms everything, including you and me. This is a little space in the corner of the internet where we're learning the inefficient gifts of rest, of prayer, and the practice of going slow in a world that tells us our worth is found only in our speed, success, or power. This is a space where we practice paying attention to what's real. The true thing deep down underneath the surface where love lives. Remembering that sometimes we just have to stop long enough to notice. I'm grateful you're here making space to be reminded. This is episode 64. Being set free by love, being set free to love. Let's go the slow way. I don't have time for long prayer sessions, y'all. Give me something short, sweet, and meaningful, because soon I have to talk to one of my large man children about their feelings, or make Ace's breakfast, or get on the phone with the insurance. Prayer at its best, I've learned, isn't a matter of time spent, but a matter of connection and attention. It's coming back to the core of my source, and that's where I find my purpose my values. I ordered Celtic benediction, morning and night prayers from my favorite online used bookstore a couple of weeks ago because I saw a reference to it somewhere while I was writing a letter for all of you. As soon as it arrived and I read one of the prayers within it, my heart turned over. I know when a book will love me back. The Celtic Way of Prayer, which I read 15 years ago, has been a book that loved me back as well. One of my top five books on the spiritual life, one I have returned to again and again. There's something so human about the prayers of the Celtic Christian tradition. Their rhythms, their love for the natural world, their insistence on the sacredness of the rituals of daily life. Celtic Benediction is going to be a friend as well. It has a simple guide for morning and night prayers divided by the days of the week. And that's all. J. Philip Newell says in the preface of the book, the oldest forms of meditative prayer in the Christian practice consist simply of a repetition of words from scripture in the silence of the heart. In Celtic spirituality, this discipline of silent meditation is viewed as opening the eyes of the heart in order to see God in all things. This week, I've been finishing the last bits of copy edits for Blessed Are the Rest of Us while planning a retreat for my youth group this weekend. I've recorded several episodes of the Lucky Few podcast and have washed a lot of clothes I haven't folded. Big piles of clean and wrinkled things on the table of the laundry room. I've taken Ace to two different doctor's appointments and talked on the phone to two possible new therapists for him. I've gone to one high school back-to-school night and played ultimate frisbee with 15 of my favorite teenagers and marveled that I haven't had a migraine in two weeks. I've had one good walk with a friend and one catch-up phone call. I've made four dinners, jumped on the trampoline, and played catch with Ace. I've had real meaningful moments of connection with my kids, 
and I've been awake at 3 a.m. worried out of my mind about my kids. Five days can feel like a very long time. I also met with my therapist this week and told her that the busyness of my life is a kind of shame to me. An ongoing inner voice tells me that I have to figure out how to fix the problem of my schedule, the required tasks, the intensity of my to-dos. And as if I were answering the question she didn't ask in return, I said, there's nothing in my life that is excess, no fat or wasted time that I want to carve off. It's true. I love my writing life. I love my podcasts. I love pastoring teenagers. I love being a mom in this season of my kids' lives, even if I'm out of my mind worried about them. I expected my therapist to suggest that maybe I've done this to myself, filling my days with so much life as a way to keep myself from rest. But she said the opposite. It sounds like this is just going to be a really intense season. Yes, I said, but I keep thinking once I get through this week, I'll finally be able to catch up on whatever it is that feels like it's not getting my attention. You know, the laundry, my rest, my spiritual life, the overgrown bushes that are annoying my next door neighbor. Busyness makes me feel like I'm failing. Busyness has always made me feel that way. And since having kids and starting my writing career, busyness has always been part of the equation. What if you stopped criticizing yourself because you're busy and started radically accepting this season of your life? She asked me. You said you love what you're doing. You know that raising teenagers is intense. You've been writing a book. It's been a lot, I said. Of course, it's been a lot. And maybe that's your life, not something you're doing wrong, not something you have to fix, just something you can accept. Of course, if someone were to ask me if acceptance is part of the spiritual life, I would say absolutely. But that conversation this week has been flashing through the screen of my mind, forcing me to play it over and over. What if my busyness isn't something I need to fix? What if God is inviting me to accept it in all its intensity and meaning? What if I can love the power of this wild ride I'm on and transform the thoughts that tell me I must be doing something wrong? This is something I don't have an answer for. The inner critic in my mind is quick to tell me that I need to get it together. But even as I've worked on the lesson, I'll be teaching my youth group this weekend about how we determine our values, how we learn to love the things God loves. I am coming back to this. My life with its pediatric doctor appointments, its smorgasbord of ACE therapies, its wild games played with teenagers at dusk in the middle of Manhattan, its meaningful moments with my kids in my bedroom, its quick connections with friends, its unfinished laundry and undone yard work, and even its short-lived prayers on the porch in my pajamas. All of this is good. All of this aligns with my values. What if I stop pushing against it and just receive it? This morning, the Celtic Benediction prayer book invited me to this. 
That wisdom was born with me in the womb. Thanks be to you, O God. That your ways have been written into the human body and soul, there to be read and reverenced. Thanks be to you. Let me be attentive to the truths of these living texts. Let me learn of the law etched into the whole of creation that gave birth to the mystery of life and feeds and renews it day by day. Let me discern the law of love in my own heart and in knowing it, obey it. Let me be set free by love, O God. Let me be set free to love. What if that's the thing? Settling into the reality of our lives, receiving it as it is, and being set free by love, the love of ourselves, the love of this season of our lives, the love of the ones we're charged to care for, and the love of God. Discerning the law of love in our hearts and being set free by it. slow practice. I recognize that not everyone is living a season as hectic as mine. Parenting in this season of teen years and parenting an autistic non-speaking child with a disability is a very specific sort of intensity. But there is always room for looking deeply at our lives, whether this time of life is packed to the brim or whether it's quiet and calm. Both extremes or the space somewhere in between are opportunities to practice accepting our lives as they are and noticing how we are being set free by love, how we are being set free to love. Last week, I invited us to sit down at the end of every day and sketch a moment we experienced. If you've been able to do that, I invite you to go back to those sketches right now. If you weren't able to sketch like you wanted to or missed that particular podcast episode, maybe you could take the time to draw something right now. Last week, I assured you that I am the worst among visual artists, so this is not about your ability to draw. It's about how taking the time to draw engages part of our brains that we may not always tap into, which just might open us up to see our lives in a new light. It allows us to pay attention to our life, despite its wild energy or its quiet simplicity. We've talked around here about the spiritual practice of looking with love at the people around us and at ourselves. But I wonder what it would mean for you to look at your life right now with love. Open up your sketches from this past week or sketch a moment from this past week that you can use for this practice. I want us to spend five minutes, I know, five whole minutes, gazing at the drawing or drawings with the eyes of our hearts. As you look with your full attention, you can say out loud or internally, if people are around, let me be set free by love, oh God. Let me be set free to love. Maybe something will rise up from those sketches and reveal what you haven't noticed before. Or maybe you won't feel anything or learn anything new about the moments you recorded from your life last week. 
Either thing is okay. After five minutes of looking, let yourself close the time, imagining what it might mean right now in your very real life to be set free by love. Take a breath to thank God for that possibility. Thanks for being here. Choosing a moment of quiet and allowing yourself to be slow here is a way of refusing to conform with the culture around us. And look at us, we're making space for a fuller vision of ourselves and others, making space for wisdom, making space for love. And that, friends, is no small thing. Big thanks to Jason Boyette for designing our slow way graphic and the lovely Angelina Marie for editing and also Owen Boyette for helping with my social media. You can follow me on Instagram and threads at Micah Boyette. My new book, Blessed Are the Rest of Us, How Limits and Longing Make Us Whole, is available for pre-order anywhere books are sold. Pre-orders, as I've said before around here, can really affect how booksellers approach my book when it eventually releases in April. So I hope you'll consider clicking on the link in the show notes and supporting me in that way. And while you're thinking about supporting me, maybe you could share this podcast with a friend or you could subscribe or you could even leave a review. You can now leave reviews on Spotify too. Also, one more note to my Substack subscribers of the Slow Way Letter. I'm moving the letter day to Friday mornings instead of Saturdays. So keep your eyes on your inbox on Fridays, okay? And thanks for being here with me. I'll be right back right here next week. I hope I'll see you there too.